1: Tuck out of the box and parks it in the back of the net and the sabers after the penalty kill does its job take a two goal lead at
2: 5-3 sabers getting some nice cushion there as alex tuck comes out of the box gets his 25th put buffalo up 5-3 they go on to win at 7-3 that's the play of the game brought to you by noco delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933 before we bring in Paul Hamilton here, Brian Colziel here on the post game. Let's get to our save of the game now, and it's brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily with Buffalo trying to hold on in the third period. Eric Comrie coming up big. He gets this one right here with our save of the game. Look out here right in
1: front of the net. Saved by Comrie in a big one as he robs Leeson as Anaheim at a two on one right off the draw. Shatton Kirk shot as.
2: Nice save there from Comrie in the third as Buffalo is trying to pull away. Comrie shutting the door; he stopped all ten shots in period number three, and Buffalo wins it seven to three. Brian you'll here on the post game. Get you some stats, update you on the standings, but let's get Paul Hamilton in here. Paul, kind of similar to the game at the arena a few weeks ago. Sabers have a two 0 lead after one. Now it was three three. After two, after Anaheim had a very good second, this was a 4-3 Sabre lead, and then Buffalo scored three in the third to pull away, so other than a one-goal differential, it kind of played out the same way.
1: Yeah, I don't know where I was. I, <laughs> I originally tweeted out, three goals by the Sabres, three by Anaheim, three by the Sabres, and I go, no, wait a minute, somebody said it was two by the Sabres, and I go, oh, well, that's right. It was two yeah. by the Sabres, then three by Anaheim, then the Sabres finished up with five unanswered goals uh, to be able to win the game, but... Yeah, for a while there, it was like, yeah, Anaheim did take the lead. And it's like, okay, the Sabres are playing well, but they've hit two posts and a crossbar. They've given up numerous chances on outnumbered situations by passing. And sure enough, you let the Ducks stay in the game, and they come out and take the lead. And at the time, now you're down 3-2. to And and I had pointed out to you that here are the the Sabres in the last three games. They've given up two three-goal periods. And two four goal periods. And that's just inexcusable. I mean that happens now and then, but not that much. but uh they they responded right away. I mean, when the when the game became three to two, that was the big goal of the game right there. Fowler scores uh to make it his ninth to make it three to two, and then at thirteen forty-three, Krebs gets it right back, and you know, that's huge right there. Um that was less than a minute later. What was that? Thirty-five seconds later, Krebs gets the lead back, which was or gets gets the tying goal. I'm sorry to tie the game, and that I, I think probably was the biggest goal of the game in my mind.
2: I would agree, Paul. The third period, though, is where the Sabers seem to be able to come away and do what they needed to do. Um, you know, not allowing Anaheim to, I guess, feel like they were back in it there. That Comrie save that we heard was a nice one after. The Sabres were trying to pull away on that two-on-one. Um, what do you make of Comrie's game tonight on a night where you and I maybe didn't necessarily think that he was going to be the guy in, but he gets the chance. He only faces 22 shots. Uh, what are your th- thoughts on his on the night for him?
1: Well, the second Fowler goal, or they just leave him next to the side of the net. He's not stopping that. Um, Shat and Kirk and Fowler both kind of sneak down uh, on him and and come in. I could use a big save there, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you know, it, it certainly wasn't his best night. But then after the third goal, he slams the door. And, uh, again, he wasn't busy. Uh, he His last game in Winnipeg against a very good team, he only faced 21 shots, made 19 saves. In this game, he faced 22 shots and made 19 saves. So at, as, at the time it's happening, you're like, okay, come on, make a save here. And then finally he did, you know, he, he, the third goal by Anaheim goes in at 13.08 of the second period, and then he slams the door for the next 6.52 and the third period. So then now he goes 26.52 without letting a goal in after that and making, you know, the saves that he had to make, especially uh, right off the bat. It was a two-on-one, uh, was it right after the tuck goal, I believe, maybe? Uh, and, you know, he had to make a huge save on that one. And uh, you know, otherwise now the ducks have a shot if if that goes in. So wasn't it you know there were there were ups and downs in that game for him, but in the end he now for only the third time this season has his second straight win. This is only the third time this year that 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 has happened for him.
2: Yeah, Paul Jack Quinn. Uh, I know you liked his game tonight. Um, he made a really nice pass to set up Gergensen's to kind of seal it for the Sabres that pushed it to 6-3. He ends up with two assists tonight.
1: Yeah, um, not that I hated Darlene's game, but I look at the stars, and Darlene's the number one star in the game. All right, as I said, somebody can make a a, a case for that, but I think maybe I would have Quinn in there. I I, I think when, when I look at... You know, a guy who played really well, I thought Quinn did. I agree with Grant and Krebs. I thought both of those players had a nice game. But honestly, I think I would have Quinn in there before I would have Darlene. I think I would have Krebs number one. I would have Quinn number two and Grant number three uh, if I were picking the stars. Uh, yes, Quinn did give up some golden opportunities to pass the puck, but I thought he was good, you know, I in transition he was good defensively he got back a couple of times and broke up some plays i thought he was pretty good on the wall to win some battles um so i liked his game a lot in in this one and he got rewarded finally with a couple of assists after he passed the puck on a three on one and uh, uh, there was a number one maybe a three on two where he passed the puck also and probably shouldn't have because he's got a great shot but i really liked his game and i would have made him one of the three stars
2: Well, Paul, we can honor him by making Jack Quinn the electric player of the game tonight. It's brought to you by Town Auto Group for an electrifying performance. Check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. So Quinn ends up with two points. Darlene, who got the first star, assisted on both of Buffalo's first goal. Uh, Other multi-point players tonight uh, include Dylan Cousins, who had a goal and an assist. Um, let's see, anybody else? Multi-points. Peyton Krebs, a goal Tuck. and an assist. Tuck, a goal and an assist. And Jost, a goal and an assist. In seven different goal scores. So it was um, a lot of players with some multi-point nights, but seven for seven different players end up putting the puck in the net. And sure, that's got to make Don Granado happy, Paul, that all the lines end up contributing at the end of the night.
1: And this should make them feel good about themselves because there was adversity in this game. You know, you, you take the lead, you dominate the first period, you outshoot the ducks nineteen to three, you get a couple of goals, you're on top, uh, and then next thing you know, you're down three to two, just thirteen oh eight into the second period, giving up three straight goals. So, you know, they they stood up to the adversity, they the ducks got it going. Defensemen score all their goals because the Sabres are just oblivious to defensemen popping into the zone, but just 35 seconds after Fowler makes it 3-2, to two, Krebs gets that big goal uh, that Quinn did assist on, and then, uh, you know, Middlestat before the period was over. And, and, again, just a very smart play by Middlestat. He You know, he's watching the game. He understands that Dostal standing down there watching the Sabres pass on every outnumbered situation, every one of them. So what does he think? Middlestat's going to do especially the way stat looked across the ice and faked the pass. It was a beautiful fake now Dostel, I don't know if he started moving or if he started cheating uh you know only he knows if he started you know moving a little bit, but then Middlestat just almost without even looking at the net just fired it, and you know Dostel's expecting the pass he fires it and gets the goal, and now buffalo has you know, the two goals to get the lead back before they get out of the second period. But I just thought that was a very nifty play by a Paul,
2: what's next? Well, it's the Sharks on Saturday as they finish uh, what, which would be their last game on the road against Western Conference opponents. They are 11-2-2 two two this year, as we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, on the road against Western teams. And on paper, they're not much better than the Ducks, Paul. They are the team right ahead of Anaheim, Uh, Anaheim's second worst in the West, San Jose's third worst in the West. So another opportunity for the Sabres here to finish off the Western Conference road for the season schedule uh, with a very good win here, a possibility setting them up up for a a meeting on Saturday.
1: Yeah, even with that pasting they took to the... uh kings buffalo is still four one and one in their last six road games i'm looking at the what the sharks have done lately they lost at home to the penguins three to one but they won in washington four to one they lost in florida four to one but they won in overtime in tampa four to three so that's their february so far and then they won in pittsburgh six to four they lost in overtime in Carolina, but got a point five to four, lost in overtime to Detroit, three to two, but got a point. so the sharks it's weird now, I'm looking at they lost five to three in Columbus to the worst team in the league, but at home they beat Dallas five to three, so they they i I think we can say they've been better lately, can't we i I don't know <laughs> Did you hear something that you would think maybe they've been better? Lately, I mean, there are some pretty impressive points that they've picked up there, but then they lose to Columbus five to three. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you want to evaluate that.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Good, <laughs> good point there. I guess, however, you want to spin it, you can.
1: And they What's got a it, game you know? in Vegas tomorrow, so they'll head to Vegas and then they they come home to play the Sabers. So. Who knows? I mean, if if the Sabres play the way they did in this game against the Ducks, the Sharks are going to have their hands full. I'm not saying they'll win the game because I, I would like to maybe see a little bit better goaltending, you know, to in a game like that. But if Buffalo scores seven, they don't need perfect goaltending. But I don't know if they're going to rip home seven on the Sharks. Uh, so, so unless Aaron in goal, it could be. Yeah, he's He has been playing recently because of injuries um so it it depends but if they play like this i i think they should be okay
2: paul thank you so much for your work tonight and uh we will hear from you again on saturday with the sabers in san jose
1: yeah another late one but at least uh, you don't have to get up for school the next day
2: <laughs> that's right saturday night game we'll take it
1: thank you paul take care
2: all right paul hamilton with us here on the post game a 7-3 victory for the Sabres. Seven different goal scores. How about the shot totals? Exactly 2-1. to one. Not exactly 2-1. In the ratio it was. 44 for the Sabres. 22 for the Ducks. Special teams. We know for the Sabres it hasn't been going well as of late. They actually win that battle tonight. 1 of 5 on the power play. You might not have loved their power play, but they got one. And the Ducks didn't. 0 of 2 in the game. Final stats brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Let's get our first response from the fans now, and it's brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit teamluzzy.com. You should. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game uh, at Brian WGR. All right, let's uh, take a look at some of the tweets here coming in. Uh, Mike. Chiming in says, "Got to get a victory on Saturday, close out the road trip so- strong, and then looking forward to the atmosphere coming up at home against Toronto next week." Yep, that's the next home game. Maple Leafs. Too bad it's their only visit of the season uh, to KeyBank Center. That's the that's the Sabers' next home game. That's like um, the
3: prime example. I say, yeah. of, yes, the NHL should rework the schedule to make more of those games happen here.
2: Yeah, I mean, think about that, TJ. Toronto. You know, 90 minutes away and in the division, they play in Buffalo just as many times as the Anaheim Ducks do. That's that's right. That seems like the schedule is off there. I like that they
3: play every West team twice. I think that's important. I think there's something else you can do with the conference games and the division games to where you can see the Leafs twice, maybe even three times at home in
2: a season. Right. Yeah, I mean, you've got teams from the Metro that aren't in your division that are coming to KeyBank Center more than once. How is somebody in your division not coming more than, more than once? That doesn't make sense. And here's, TJ, why I think it's it's really weird. Every time Gary Bettman is asked, why do we have this silly playoff format? He always talks about division rivalries, right? And like, we want to develop these rivalries within the division. Well, you have teams in their same division where they go to one building once like that doesn't that's the total it like totally contradicts his argument there so you have your regular season schedule he says oh it's the most meaningful regular season in all of sports you know yep. Yeah. but toronto comes once but you want to develop these rivalries i don't know playoff format and their schedule just they don't coincide to me to think that the same person's concept is am i giving the nhl too much credit for thinking that the Playoff format should value the same things that it does in the regular season schedule? Probably. <laughs>
3: anyway. I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough because from a competition standpoint, you're getting teams all over the standings playing each other, and that's always been a big problem with the current format. You're not getting the rivalries, I think, that you really wanted out of it. And then on top of that, I think a big piece to it is Travel. Yeah, if you can lock those in as divisionals um, you know, the Savers aren't going to play Florida or something, like, I think it works better for the NHL and travel where everybody stays closer to home for the first part of the series. For most teams, you have your wild cards, but then as you go deeper, you have to travel further type of thing. I think that's how they have it set up for, yeah. for that, but maybe I'm wrong.
2: No, I, I mean... I guess you're right. And, you know, it affects the West teams more than it does the East. I mean, you figure the you're maximum right. flight the maximum flight you're having is maybe, what, two and a half hours if you're a Canadian team playing a Florida team in the first round. Right. Which, by the way, it is. Toronto is going to play Tampa. So, you know, that's like your longest flight possible, and you're going to get it in the first round uh, in the Atlantic Division. That's the two versus three. its I mean, it's, it's kind of a virtual lock. Neither of those teams are catching the Bruins, and I don't see – the Sabres or the Panthers catching Toronto or Tampa. So I mean, yeah, I've said it a, f- a few post-game, a few pregames ago and I was ranting about it. Like Toronto and Tampa are basically playing three months of hockey to just determine who has home ice for their series. You know, those games for them, like the postgame shows for them. I mean, it's in terms of talking about standings and like it's not that interesting at all. They're playing each other. You know, barring a massive Collapse or run by a, a team in front or behind. It, that one's pretty much all locked in. Sabres Do you think that it, does so something re- to Go a ahead.
3: team though uh, for knowing that they have not that they have it locked down, but like essentially, if as long as they don't have one of those bad streaks, there that's that's who's playing each other. Do you think that right. affects them going in and through their next series? I don't know.
2: Yeah, but I mean, think if you make it a one through eight thing, then you have Toronto battling with Jersey and with Carolina and Tampa has to watch the Rangers behind them and New Jersey and Washington and Pittsburgh. So, I mean, you know, yes, they could be playing each other in the one through eight as well, but there's also like six or seven other combinations that at least are in play. So, you know, I, I guess I'm saying you'd want it. you know, I think you'd want a league where lots of different possibilities are there. You wouldn't want it to be a foregone conclusion, but. I'm not in charge of the NHL. I only offer many opinions on how to make it better on the radio. There's another one, the one of many one no of these nights can... Gary's
3: gonna be you know yes going on his selector and he goes I think I'll listen to the savers and he'll and will hit on that and he'll finally see the light when you're speaking Maybe he will that.
2: good I'll just keep pounding I'll just keep pounding my ideas that's <laughs> right that's why you got to keep NHL. doing it keep it up i I will thank you. No injuries for the Sabers on the injury report. That's good news. Brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. All right, so San Jose's next, and as we said in the standings, they're the only team. Uh, they're the next team ahead of Anaheim out west. The bottom three teams in the West are Sharks, Ducks, Blackhawks in that order. So an opportunity for the Sabers on paper again to uh, to get a win and finish up a tremendous road. Season against Western Conference opponents, they are 11-2-2 on the road against the West, and then it'll be the East. Every game on the road the rest of the way, and at home, the only Western team left Western teams left to play. They have Edmonton in March. They have. That's it. That's it for West. Oh, Dallas at home. I'm sorry. Then they have Dallas at home in March. Too. Yeah,
3: they count as the West.
2: That's true. So those two, that's it. So it's pretty much East the rest of the way. But I
3: think All they right. have more away games remaining on the schedule still as it stands. So yeah, that'll but, be interesting. They've been in a, a better away team than a home
2: team. You're, they have. I'm very curious to see next week the road games are Tampa, Florida. Those are two teams they've struggled with this year. Real tough they've ones re- there. Really struggle with Florida. to See if they can do anything in those in those two games. And the pan, you know, in the standings, that's a huge game for the Sabers. You know, in order for Buffalo to maybe go past Pitt, Pittsburgh or Washington, they've got to keep Florida out of the way. Well, now Florida's ahead of them, so that'll be a monster game next Friday uh, down in Sunrise. All right, tonight though, a win by four, seven to three, the final. And with that, we will put a wrap here on our post game and say goodnight. night. I want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer. Pat Malacaro in Anaheim. Paul Hamilton here joining us as well. And for our engineer, Tom Manny and our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Wright. I'm Brian Colt. Thank you for listening. Again, the final Buffalo 7, Anaheim 3. Next game, Sabres and Sharks on Saturday. 10.30 puck drop, 9.30 pregame. Hope you'll be with us then right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night,
1: everyone.